You're listening to the Sister Luna podcast. I thought we were recording the ambient noise to like do the thing. Oh, that's why you were being so quiet. Yeah. And I was staring at you being like, hello. <laughs> you didn't count me in. Sorry. Hmm. It's not live TV. They do it in other things. Okay. I'll count you in next time. <laughs> Do I introduce it again, then? You're listening to the Sister Luna Podcast. With your host... Madeline. Me. Hi. And John. And John. Also. Yep. Do I do the the thing about seasons? What? What? Housekeeping. That? (laughs) Yeah. I totally stole that from My Favorite Murder. Mm. I love them, though. They're so funny. (sighs) Anyways, yes, we do have some housekeeping. So, obviously, we've been gone for a while. We haven't made any new episodes. This is not news. Um, But it's we're addressing it now. Did any of the recent ones we've made go out? Elves. I put it up for Christmas. Gotcha. Like, I put it to go up at midnight on Christmas Day. Yeah. Yeah. And then the whale one is recorded but not released. Yeah. And so is the manifestation one. But I don't think we're going to put them out in that order. No. Yeah, for sure. So there'll be two episodes coming up. One is about whales and one is about manifestation. Mm. (laughs) And that's, I guess, what the housekeeping is about is that we are... Not necessarily going back to a regular release schedule of like every week, but we are trying to put out seasons, do at least thematically linked or sort of in our mind, at least thematically linked (laughs) subjects. Um, there will be a block of them released however often we do it. We'll probably have a better sense of how long the season is and Mm -hmm. when we'll next be going on a break. Um, But for now, we have a bunch of topics that we have. Some of them we're working on, some of them already recorded. And, yeah, what what season would this be? Um, I'm going to make it Witchcraft Basics. Okay. Like Witchcraft 101, I suppose. So is this season one? Sure. Or season two? Everything else we've made is season zero. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the proof of concept. It's, it's the fool. The pilot. And then this is the magician. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, actually, I like that. It kind of is true. Yeah. <laughs> Are those? Hello. Hello. Talking. Ha 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 ha. Yes. Okay. Technical difficulties resolved. <laughs> what? I mean, we don't have any wood. Oh, here. Oh. <laughs> wood to knock on? Yeah. The reason I decided on this as our topic for the season is that I feel like obviously witchcraft is getting really popular right now and so people are like 
you know, more and more people are getting involved and there's a lot of content that's geared toward baby witches as like the term has been coined. And I think that it's being done badly for the most part. <laughs> like not all of it, but a lot of the content that's geared toward like new pract- practitioners is also being produced by new practitioners for one. And it's just not it doesn't uh, it doesn't actually give you the the building blocks that you would use to then create your own magic. Mm. It's just like here's a jar full of crap. Make this. Now you did a spell. Isn't that easy? This is a baby witch right. tip or whatever. And yeah. Something made for all the people referred to by Netflix. Netflix? Well, there's Sabrina and now Wednesday. Yeah. It's like their biggest shows. That's true, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So, I don't, for a while, I mean, they're still popular. But the all these like TikTok videos and Instagram reels and things where someone has like a tiny jar and like a weird little spoon and they are scooping like layers of each different ingredient into this jar and they usually say at the beginning like this is a spell jar for Mm. whatever it's supposed to be for and then they literally use like the same eight ingredients in every single video it's just like (laughs) ingredient on top of ingredient yeah it's just like a layer and it's like salt rosemary lavender like usually some rose quartz chips or something like Mm -hmm. whatever and without any connection to what each of those ingredients is this is nothing this is a fucking decoration it may as well be a salad dressing that you've made in fact you could make a a salad dressing if you're actually a kitchen witch and actually respect your ingredients and understand what they are it would be more magical than this fucking tiktok jar you know what I'm saying? Hmm. <laughs> so, I am creating this season with the intention of being the antithesis to the very hollow spell jar video. To be clear, this is like Zoomers that are making these? Or? I think that some of the content is being produced by millennials. Yeah. Um, but also Zoomers, yeah. And Zoomers are certainly most of the like people who are consuming it. Gotcha. Yeah. Us millennials are not innocent in this problem, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no. I didn't think we would be. Like, Yeah. It also is kind of has, like, uh, I mean, it's not the same thing. It's not, like, as gross as this. But remember the last few years, whenever it's Pride Week, it's like, oh, suddenly all these companies have, like, rainbows on their shit and it's like they're like oh a queer person i see a customer Mm. let's market to them it is kind of like that now too with witchcraft stuff which is that like there's a couple of shops in inglewood for example we went into one of them that used to just sell like home decor type shit Mm -hmm. and now they're like oh Oh, i'm a witchcraft store actually because people want to buy this Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And so in that case, I guess I don't know the 
intentions or the spiritual like direction of the owner of that like place but I kind of get the impression that they went hmm this is a marketable thing let me get involved with that I mean I I feel like this is kind of well tread territory for us um particularly like our love and light episode um I was just listening to that one today and I was being such a bitch (laughs) insane listening to your own material it's like a football player watching tape i've said that before Hmm. but yeah like it's i don't think it's exclusively a gen x thing but it's people who have no connection to a community and therefore like have no further reason to also connect to like history or heritage it's Mm. right Kind of just a mercenary employing of whatever modalities they, I don't know, either like think they can market or they find aesthetic or however it is. Right. You'll notice a pattern this season of John hating on Gen X. There's another episode where he also does that. So (laughs) anyways. um, Okay. So, as I said, we're doing fundamentals, magic fundamentals, because they're needed. So if you actually want to learn how to be a powerful witch and how to, like, you know, connect with nature and follow that as your spiritual path, you should listen to this. Or don't. I don't care. That's your business. Listen to the thing they're already listening to. Um, yeah. Or I guess you yeah. should give it, tell it to some, tell someone who wants to do that, that this is what they should listen to. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Okay. So, hey, now you're at my magic school where we're trans inclusive and we don't use sticks to shoot lightning. No, it's not Harry Potter is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Okay. Good. You're very proud of that line. No. Okay. Why are you saying that? Mm-hmm. Just you laughed at it. You're so mean. This is why <laughs> normally I don't allow you to see my notes because you're just going to heckle me the whole time. Should I turn this away from you so you can't see it? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Doesn't even like <laughs> take a second to be like, no, it's fine. Okay, what do you think the first topic will be that we're going to talk about? Visualization. (laughs) Is that because you just read it off of my notes? I guess I just saw it somewhere. Okay. Visualized it. So why would someone want to learn that? I guess it's, it's one of the most, like, not necessarily simple, but one of the more accessible forms of manifestation or or of like it's it's often the first step if you were to be trying like if you were to try to affect a change if you were to try to like create something is you would have to first visualize it i think that oftentimes actually people would conceptualize it before they would visualize it what's the difference well the vision part (laughs) (laughs) visualization is a skill that's really like diversely applicable it's like learning how to make a mother sauce 
And then you can make other sauces. Is that a roux? A roux is not a sauce. It's just butter and flour. Okay. What is a mother sauce? Like a bechamel. Okay. Or hollandaise. Okay. Or um, that one that's like made of, I want to say lamb stock. I don't know. I'm not a fucking chef. <laughs> so the, like the reason I asked was you used the metaphor. Yeah. So for those who are unfamiliar with cooking terms. Okay, so you learn how to make one type of sauce, and then if you add like one or two other things to it, it becomes a different sauce. And so the first one that you make is known as a mother sauce, and then you add a few more ingredients to it, and it becomes a different type of sauce. Okay? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I thought it was the roux, but other than that, it makes sense. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, the possible applications of the skill of visualization are a lot. I used to ride the C train all the time because I had no car because I was poor. And the train is so expensive now that I would often try to get away with not paying. Like, obviously, you know? Anyways, in Calgary, we have transit cops who are just mostly dudes who wanted to be cops, but I suspect could not pass the psyche bell because they're a fucking maniacs. <laughs> Anyways, they roam the train, like checking your ticket. And if you didn't pay, they give you like a huge fine. Mm. And if you're homeless, they beat you up. That's unfounded. That's alleged. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's like a really, really expensive fine. And I would often visualize like a bubble around the train car that I was in and intention that it was protecting me from interference. And it usually worked pretty well. Um, A number of times I would get like the brain alarm inside when I'm doing that, that's like, get off at this stop, cops. (laughs) (laughs) And then I would, and then I wouldn't see any cops, but I would just like assume that they were at the other stop, Hmm. like the next one or whatever, or that they'd just gotten on the train. That happened one time. They were getting on at the other end as yeah. I got off. Nice. I was like, phew! <laughs> um, so as long as I was, like, chill and listening, and, like, it was pretty effective. Um, there would also be times when I would see them, like, standing on the platform, and they wouldn't get on. Hmm. So, yeah. Make of that what you will. <laughs> I wrote here. But also, when I do have my fare... Like when I've paid for my ticket, fighting with these idiots is my favorite pastime while waiting for a train. <laughs> what does that have to do with visualization? Nothing. It's just fun. Nice. <laughs> I can still, here you go, here it does. I can still picture the tomato red color of this cop's face because I made him so angry. I thought he was going to have a stroke. <laughs> and the whole time I was just like, yes, this is good. Went from ham pink to cherry red? Yeah. Tomato red. Yeah. Mm, right. <laughs> Mixing your fruits. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've established that visualization can be used to create a protective bubble, shielding you from whatever threats might lurk. I want to interject my own point, though, and <laughs> say that like constantly having a shield up that you're visualizing is really draining. Mm. It takes a lot of energy to keep that constantly going. And so 
I actually had a conversation about this with a lady who is a friend of mine now and she was like a customer at the store and then now she also works there but one of the last conversations we had before she started working there was about protection and she said that she visualizes like a gold bubble around her and she locks it with a key but that she's always feeling like she's tired and she doesn't know if it like works that well or whatever and I was like, well, that's because you're generating that constantly with your own energy and like you're having to constantly keep it up. Mm. So instead of that, like that's the reason, like avoiding that situation is the reason why witches like create amulets or talismans to have yeah. with them so that they don't need to constantly like have that up. Do you know why she chose a gold shield? No. I think it's got something to do with Hecate, but I'm not sure. Huh? What were you going to say? I would have thought it had something to do with chakra meditation. Why? Because the... Manipura? Yeah. Solar plex? Yeah. That's the self. And so that is very much like the... It is a protective thing. That's a protective thing that like prevents other people from affecting your energies. Right. And it is also gold in color. Right, yeah. Makes sense. Um, maybe it was a subconscious uh, thing. Could be. The key is definitely because of Hakate. Sure, yeah. Anyways, it is really useful when you ne- only need it for like a short time. Especially when somebody that you don't like their vibe is like coming over to you and you just throw that shield up real quick then they suddenly are not interested anymore and you're like goodbye (laughs) i've definitely done that on many occasions and i'll be in a group of people and everyone else is like oh my god this guy's the worst he's like always wants to whatever energy vampire Mm -hmm. type person and they're like he never bothers you i'm like yeah it's because i'm gray rocking him for one and i'm also putting up a shield to be like fuck off (laughs) gray rocking it means like you just don't give them anything like you don't interact if they ask you something and you have to like be polite you say like one word answers like you just don't engage basically i always think of it as like sansa stark mode activate because you're not being impolite but you're not you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. she's always was like, yes, my lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes, my lord. No, my lord. Like, whatever. But she wouldn't be like opening up to anyone. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay, we're getting off topic here a little bit. <clears throat> um, so visualization can also be used for healing, for manifestation, for journeying, and essentially anything that you want. <laughs> Here's your line, John. How does one do that? (laughs) Well, for some people, it's easy. Let's try it with you. You get to do the exercise and demonstrate for everyone. Okay. Close your eyes. Done. Take a breath to center yourself. Now picture an apple. Tell me when you have the picture of the apple. Doesn't matter what kind? No. Okay. Done. Okay, what color is it? 
Red. What shape? Round. Is it a specific type? Yes. Is it shiny or matte? Matte. What type is it? Granny Smith. A red Granny Smith? It's like a reddish orangeish yellow. Okay. So some people struggle with just the apple. So John did really well with it. But if you had a difficult time, then keep it up. Try different single objects until you can see them clearly in your mind's eye. If the apple worked well for you, like it did for you, John, then you can try this next exercise, which is much more challenging. Ready? Okay. Can I first say that initially it was a red delicious and I didn't <laughs> want that because <laughs> that's a misnomer. They're not delicious. They're not They're delicious. Starchy. They're horrible. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's actually an interesting point though, I think, because mm. especially for people like me who... And lots of people who have like intrusive thoughts when you try to visualize something and you're in visualization mode sometimes you will visualize the thing that you don't want yeah yeah and so you just need to like begin again begin again mm -hmm. and when i was younger and so i was very immersed in my witchcraft practice but i was also like doing way worse in terms of the rest of my life <laughs> Like every other part of my life was a fucking garbage fire, basically. Um, this was really bad. Hmm. Like that problem was really bad. And even when I was like going to bed, I would like close my eyes. And then instead of dreaming it, I would like just see, I'd be trying to visualize something like nice and calm and positive. But then I would get like these visualizations of exactly what I didn't want to be thinking about. Yeah. And so, I mean, that is pretty telling of the fact that I needed to do my shadow work. <laughs> so that could be what it's like. Hmm. I'm about to tell you a way that I used to like block them out, but I just want to like preface it with it's better to like, sure, you can block it out in the moment if you're like trying to go to sleep, but then also schedule an appointment with yourself to do the shadow mm, work. That's yeah. <laughs> okay. So then I would think of like a chest, like a box, and I would like put it inside of the box and close the lid. Mm, okay. And then sometimes that wouldn't work. And I would literally just keep like leveling up the box until it felt like it was going to work. Like it has a lock and like now it's metal and it's like welded shut or whatever. It was bad. It reminds me of those... Um ads for cell phone games where it shows like there's like three treasure chests and then you put them together and it becomes a bigger treasure chest and then i haven't seen that one okay but yeah it's kind of it does sound like that yep okay so you're ready for the more difficult exercise yep okay choose a room that you know super well okay okay try to picture the entire room the color of the walls Say it's your bedroom, the color of the bedding, or if it's a living room, the color of the couch, whatever. What is it made of? What room are you picturing right now? Our bedroom. Okay. So is the bed made or no. is it must? It's must. What is on the nightstand? The things that are currently on it. <laughs> Try to get a clear picture with as much detail as possible of like all of the individual things okay. that are in there. Okay. Okay. 
And then you just keep trying that periodically whenever you have a minute. Like how clearly can you picture this room? Mm. Okay, you can stop now. Or you can keep doing it if you want. Do you want to describe it in detail? um, There's purple and gray bedding. It's like messed up. Um, The blanket was on the ottoman, like at the foot of the bed. There's papers and cards and two crystals and a cord on my bedside. There, your bedside is a little tidier, but it's also got a coffee mug or a tea mug. And there's clothing folded on the dresser. Um, the TV cord is hanging down. Plant. Mirror. Let's go see how accurate that is. Okay. Okay, we went and checked John's work. And you can also do this. Like, if you're at your house and the room is there, you can just, like, go look and see how accurate your visualization was, which is what we just did. And? A few things off. My stand was even messier than I imagined it. (laughs) Yours was neater than I imagined it. (laughs) Um, The folded clothes were not on the... Um, the dresser, they're on the ground. Or I guess they would just be clean clothes in a basket right now. Yeah. Okay. The plant, the mirror, the box. You didn't mention. I don't the think box. I mentioned the box, but it was there. It's the cat's box. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so, so we that's... need to fix her tower too. By the way, I know it's looking like it's very broken. Yeah. This cat always comes in full speed, landing on her little tower. <laughs> That's so true. (laughs) She like launches herself as hard as she can onto it. Okay. So this exercise is easy to do whenever you have a minute, just like Kegels. (laughs) You don't need any tools. You only need yourself. I thought you did need a tool for Kegels. No, they just make them. You don't need them. Mm. Capitalism will find a niche for anywhere. No, you're thinking of a yoni egg. Uh, okay. That's, I think, different. I don't know. Because they make those, like, Kegel balls. Right. That are on a string. But that's different than a yoni egg. Kegel balls on a string? Yeah, it's like two little balls and there's a string and you, like... I don't know. I don't <laughs> own them, but I've seen them, okay. like, advertised. Yeah. Yeah. And then the egg's the same idea? I don't know. If you're an expert on this, we're... Gwyneth Paltrow? Yep. Let us know. (laughs) You know she's got an egg up her cooch right now. Right now, as we speak. Um, I hope she doesn't get poisoned. I hope it's a safe crystal she's got up there. Anyways... (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure it would be a water safe one. Mm. 
That's like a big thing. Like a lot of people are like, there's a lot of sex toys that are made of crystals that are like porous crystals being put out. Ah. Yeah. Oh no. Not good. That's not good. Ooh, I'm just picturing like a selenite up there. Oh Lord. Capitalism is a fuck. Okay. (laughs) I forgot what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> so this ability will strengthen over time as you like practice it more mm-hmm. it will get easier and you will be able to picture things in more detail <laughs> i wrote one makes you better at sex and one makes you better at magic what <laughs> kegels oh makes you better at sex and a visualization practicing makes you better at magic why can't you visualize yourself better at sex? You can. Oh. Sure. Why not? So then maybe they both do both things. Okay. <laughs> oh, and now here I am. Vision is not actually the only part of visualization. Surprise, bitch. Okay, picture the apple again. Yeah. Give yourself time to see it clearly. Now, imagine what it would feel like to bite into. Conjure up the feeling of your teeth breaking through the skin into the flesh of the apple and the feeling of the juice flowing into your mouth. What does the apple taste like? Sweet or tart? More sweet than tart. Imagine it clearly, the experience of chewing, tasting, and swallowing. Bringing your other senses into play with visualization makes them much more potent, especially if you're using this technique to manifest something that you want, (laughs) which when we recorded our manifestation episode, I talked mad shit on the secret telling you to like imagine everything about what it feels like to drive the car that you want. And then (laughs) like, you'll just magically get the car. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) So it's not exactly that, but still useful right yeah don't just stop at the idea of what you want or even the image of it imagine what it would be like to fully experience having that thing you can even include emotions that would come along with having it like exhilaration joy love etc some people can't bring up images in their mind so if you're one of them you can simply jump straight into the more kinesthetic visualization, like how it would feel, smell, taste, and the emotions as well. This is similar to like a lot of, there are certain like grounding techniques that use the same modality where it is like, I guess in this case, you're focusing on all the senses at once. Whereas if you're using it for grounding, then it would be to like isolate the senses and be like, what does this like focus on this one sound right that's meant to like stop you from having a panic attack isn't it yeah what do you see what do you hear mm-hmm. right yeah okay yeah and then you can use like a very strong like scent especially to right like snap yeah that's why i got that anti-anxiety roll on yeah tell me about the client who came for reiki as per dionysus <laughs> And was able to visualize things again. (laughs) So, I'm a Reiki practitioner. John obviously just read that off my notes also. 
Very natural, babe. Great job. <laughs> Anyways, so um, one day this gal had booked a session with me and I tell, sometimes I forget because I'm a little bit whatever, dumb. <laughs> but I always try to remember to tell people like, you know, you'll probably end up being pretty quiet and pretty still, but it's not, you don't have to be perfectly still and you don't have to like be quiet either. You know, it's your session. You can mm-hmm. do as you please, basically. For some reason, I think sometimes people are afraid of distracting me or something or that, I don't know, if it just like creates a f- vibe of it's like, oh, Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Something like that. But anyways, this gal who booked with me, she was not quiet at all. She took that, you're allowed to talk if you want to, like very, very um, seriously. And she talked like through her entire session pretty much. But it was really cool because she was describing to me all the things that she was experiencing. Right. Like she verbalized every single thing that was happening. Cool. Yeah. And she told me that the reason she came because I also do ask people like is there something specific that you want to like focus on and I think that it's like one of the key things that you learn about Reiki is that it doesn't actually matter like where where your hands are for example the Reiki will go where it's needed to be but regardless I think it helps with healing for the client to have an intention not, it's not a requirement by any means, but if they do have something that they want to work on for them to be like holding that intention during mm. the session, it's like that adds power to it. Anyways, so I asked her like that and she says, well, <laughs> she tells me this like really interesting story about how... She mainly works with Lucifer, but lately she's been working with Dionysus. And um, I think I kept asking, like, I was interested. So, and she was so keen to talk. So I got a lot of information out of her. Yeah. Anyways, Dionysus, when she started working with him, told her basically that, like, I, wanna, I want you to see me. Because she's one of the people that I just mentioned who couldn't, like, bring up an image in her mind of something and I think it's pretty rare but there is a certain percentage of people that just could never do that Hmm. um it's similar to there is a certain number of people that don't have like an internal monologue yes exactly someone the other day at work told me that they think those people are robots (laughs) I was like that's mean (laughs) Anyways, I was like, do you mean robots or do you mean androids? And then we became a whole conversation about what's the difference between a robot and an android. <sighs> Anyways, yeah. So, but in her case, this client, she could visualize things at a, one time. And then, like, something traumatic happened. And then she, her body just, like, shut down that ability or mm-hmm. her mind, whatever. Like... Then if she tried, she couldn't bring up an image. But at one time, she could do it prior to this drama. So that's a caveat that I want to state. Um, And so, yeah, she tells me, Dionysus says, I want you to be able to see me. 
and she thinks like okay well maybe i can get a reiki healing and that will help me Mm -hmm. like dissolve this block and she had a pendulum dedicated to him that she was holding and she was going through all these different stores or not stores all these different like reiki clinics and asking is this the one and taking whatever the pendulum said like immediately acting on it yeah and it kept saying no 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 to all these like different places and then she finally thought like hmm what about this place like the store that i work at she's like i know that they sell like reiki stuff but i don't know if they actually have like do reiki there but she decided to try and she went to the like the other location first the one that i don't work at who also does have a reiki person there no Mm -hmm. then she checks the north location yes oh there's only one reiki practitioner here okay and she said she drove over an hour wow. to come in yeah. to that specific store and see me because of the pendulum. Mm-hmm. Because Dionysus insisted <laughs> that I was the right one for this task. And obviously I spent a lot of time on her third eye. And I can't remember exactly all the things that she said. But again, she kept describing every single feeling that she had. And, like, at one point, I had my hands over her head, and she was like, are you touching my arm right now? And I was like, I promise I'm not touching you at all, and I'm certainly not touching your arm. And she's like, really? And I was like, yeah, open your eyes. (laughs) Like, look and see that I'm not touching you. And she was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Like, just (laughs) absolutely floored. Mm. Um, And during the session, she started having images of, like, color and, like, blobs which was then like becoming shapes and like she was becoming to be able to visualize things. Yeah. It was incredible. Probably my best work ever. Cool. Yeah. And she was pretty stoked, (laughs) obviously. And yeah. So if you can't visualize things, maybe go get a Reiki session Mm -hmm. or get one from me, I guess. I don't know. Maybe ask your pendulum. They don't know how to do that yet. Who? The listeners. <laughs> yeah, if they couldn't bring up an apple at all, mm-hmm. not even like the suggestion of an apple, yeah. then yeah. But if mm. they could bring up like a bit of, an, not a super clear image of an apple maybe, but like kind of like a cartoon drawing of an apple maybe or whatever, you know, then just practice and you'll be fine basically what the red delicious is <laughs> the cartoon apple yeah yeah <laughs> that's true so have you seen that client since no i haven't actually hmm. yeah i don't know my thing is that like a lot of people who do this for a living i guess smartly you could say do tell their clients like come back in this much time right but I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why not? I don't know. Because... I don't know. Hmm. I just... Because I don't feel like I am the one who should decide when they need more Reiki. Right. Like, I can't necessarily predict that super accurately. Unless I know, like, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, say, if they came and they ended up having a lot of healing around, like, a specific thing... 
and then they're going to go do something that's like related to that that's going to be hard i might be like yeah come back after that right do you know what i mean yeah but in terms of like oh you need a reiki session every month or whatever it's like no yeah, no, I wasn't trying to say that you were wrong for not doing that. I was just... No, like, I know. That was kind of the answer that I was... Expecting? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if people are doing it for their job, like they have a financial motivation to get you to come back regularly, and I just feel like not right doing yeah. that. Because I feel like it's not necessarily true that they need to continuously like have more Definitely. sessions. Yeah, I would agree. But then it, it like... It becomes a situation where you need people to have the self-awareness of, like, to be able to come back when they need to and not, like, when they're back in crisis. That is true. Yeah, I don't really know a good way around that, to be honest. I would say you just be, like, upfront about it. Be like, you don't need to come back, but recognize when you are falling into these patterns again or recognize like because it's easier to hold momentum than it is to reestablish forward progress yeah that is true yeah i don't know i wonder if suggesting that people come like like that they think about whether or not they need to come each time they are noticing like the moon is changing like every new moon or whatever something mm-hmm. like that because then it would be like approximately every month that they're checking in right yeah but also a lot of times i think that when people come to see me for reiki um it's intense like it feels like i get in reiki and cards i get all the people who are like trying to heal from really bad trauma and like trying to break generational curses and like all of these things so especially in those cases i want to be like delicate in the sense of if they have that session with me and then they're like go home and cry for three days then i don't want to be like you have to do this every month (laughs) because they'll be like fuck that (laughs) do you know what i mean i don't know sometimes i think people need some time to like break in the shoe that they put on yeah and i guess like i would suggest that you just tell people to be aware of that yeah. Okay. Any final thoughts on visualization? Well, let's have you do it. Let's have you do the activity. Close your eyes. Okay. Should I do the same ones or dip, like mm, brand new? Whatever you want. Uh, picture a tropical fruit. Okay. Okay. What color is it? Yellow and green. Okay. A little bit brown. What shape is it? Ovular with spikes. Okay. What is your fruit? Pineapple. Can you rotate it in your mind? Yes. Which direction? Well, it doesn't matter. I can rotate it all directions. Um, rotate it so you see the bottom and top, like like vertical rotation. Okay. Okay. Yep. The bottom has got that like circle thing that's kind of like papery, mm-hmm. and the top's got spikes. Some, like they're green but some of them are a bit yellow at the bottom and like when you pull it out that's how you know if it's ripe <laughs> wait what that's how you check if a pineapple's ripe is if you can like easily pull out one of those like spikes from the top oh gotcha <laughs> it's a fun fact guys have you ever seen them growing no oh my god it's <laughs> wait 
picture how you think a pineapple would grow. Okay. Okay. What are you seeing? A tree. A tree. Okay. Does it grow directly out of the ground like a Brussels sprout? Or I am something. Pulling up. <laughs> now I'm picturing it growing out of the ground in like rows because I know I found out that the tree is wrong. Is it rows? Oh my god. That looks so weird. Right? Yeah. What is underneath? That's cut. That picture it's, is cropped. It's kind of like a cornstalk, but like with like leafier. I want a better picture. Oh, there we go. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny looking. Yeah. That does seem like it would be so easy for animals to be like, wow, delicious. I'll like, be having this. Yep. <laughs> it's right at face level. Yeah. <laughs> Or is it? I don't know if Hawaii has any animals that have their faces up here. Probably. Don't you think? They would have like a small mammal of some kind? Like a fox or something? (laughs) I don't know. A surfing fox? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. No, they must have like a deer of some variety. That wouldn't be at face level, but they could definitely still eat it. Doesn't every part of the world have some kind of deer? They do. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, maybe. Oh, bats. Uh, okay, that yeah. Fit. Yeah. There's a goose. Yeah. Huh. Oh, a oh. wallaby. Where are you seeing? Oh. Right there. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Scurry up there. In the... There is no deer, though, which is kind of shocking. Yeah, I can't imagine how deer would have gotten there. Everywhere has deers, though. Because of the, the thing, the land bridge. Yeah, well, what about Pangea? i going to be honest, I don't know that much about Hawaii. <laughs> but Pangea was, like, everything, all of the continents, like, stuck together. I don't think it was part of that. Really? I think it was a, a separate volcano formation. And then... Oh, right. Yeah. So then how the fuck do any animals get there, to be honest? Like, how does that happen? <laughs> Canoes. It says they have blue whales, so maybe the blue whales just, like, taxied them over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, canoes is how, like, humans got there, so... Right. Yeah. A wallaby was just, like, little yeah. flipper out. Why not? <laughs> no reason why not. I'm definitely picturing a hitchhiking wallaby now. Yeah. Um, okay, close your eyes. Okay. So... The wallaby is hitchhiking. Mm-hmm. What is it wearing? Sunglasses and orange board shorts with blue pineapples on them. Okay. <laughs> You're kind of describing Rocco's modern life. I don't know what that. Or is. I know he had a blue shirt. You don't know Rocco's modern life? No. Oh, it popped right up. Yeah. Rocco. Oh. Oh. You don't know this guy. No, I recognize that one, though. He's the sidekick. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Huh. Australian wallaby. Okay. Mine did not look like that, just to be clear. Okay. It was much cuter and more, like, fluffy. Right. Like, plump. And it wasn't wearing shoes. And it was wearing sunglasses. So it had toes out. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Why? It's huh? an animal. Why does it need shoes? Why does it need shorts? Or sunglasses? 
<laughs> because it's hitchhiking to Hawaii. <laughs> pick up a nude wall. <laughs> it wants to make a good first impression on the volcanic rocks. Fair. <laughs> okay. I think Should he did. we call this episode Nude Wallaby? <laughs> I don't think we can do that because it's supposed to be like educational more so now. Well, they but learned the thing about the pineapple. That's true. Maybe I should put that as the, be like visualization 101 and then put the description that just says nude wallaby. And they'll be like, what? <laughs> hmm. um, this has been Sister Luna podcast. Is that the name? Yep. <laughs> We've only been making this for like three years now. Well, like, uh, you've been listening to the Sister Luna podcast. Sister Luna says... Practice your visualizations. Pick an object. Visualize it. Then move on to visualizing a room. And also, fun fact that I forgot to mention, this is also how you start to create a memory palace. If you want to be a mentalist like that. Okay, bye-bye. Bye, Candios. Bye. <laughs>